And welcome into Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and today we are here with Pat Donnelly. Pat, what is up? What's going on? Happy to be back. Yeah, you're back. It's uh, this uh, two Bruins beats a week to poke the bears. Uh, lots of content coming out, so Pat is going to be in the fold as much as he wants to be. I don't want to force him into it or anything, but he'll be he'll be involved uh, as much as as much as he would like. Um, and there's quite a lot to talk about. How was it? How did you? Uh, we were seated like a couple uh, people away from each other on uh, on Wednesday night. How did it feel to be back? Yeah, it was great. Press box was packed. That's kind of it was. It's kind of the territory on opening night and with all the festivities and stuff. But I thought, you know, the pregame stuff was really cool. Um, obviously seeing everybody come back and the ovations for some of the guys, like the 2011 team, um, like Sean Thornton got a great ovation. Tim Thomas was nuts. And then um, obviously, you know, Bobby Orr brings the house down. So that was really cool. Yeah, I thought they nailed the 100-year ceremony. I thought that was an awesome, awesome uh, they did it well. It wasn't long. You know, it wasn't like it was 30 minutes. I think it was like seven in total, someone said. Um, and as you said, the ovations were awesome. Thornton, Thomas, Bergeron's ovation. Yep. First yep. time Chara he was too. back. Chara, like it just was well done. And it was simple. And I, you know who seems like the coolest guy? And I've only heard good things about him. And he'd be someone that you'd love to sit down and just like have a beer with. Phil Esposito. Obviously, well before our time. Yeah. It seems like a cool dude. And uh, there was a cool video the Bruins posted of him messing with some kid with his hockey stick and blaming Bobby Orr. Yeah, um, I saw that. That's like, that's something those kids should remember for the rest of their lives. Like, that's. You know, I would hope those kids under. I would hope those kids understand the significance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel, you know, we're both young. We would understand it. Like, we grew up with our parents telling us, hey, Bobby Orr, you know, we have the picture and him flying through the air. I hope those kids feel the same way about that, you know, or at least someday yeah. they'll be like, oh, my God, like, that's that's sick. So, um, Like, that's a great story to just, like, have in your back pocket, too, like, for the rest of your life. Just icebreaker or something, you know? I was going to say, when, when the teacher, when, when they enter, you know, a new class or whatever, and the teacher says we're doing an icebreaker, give me a fun fact – that's an easy fun fact to pull out. I never yeah. have one. I never had like someone's like, tell us a fun fact about yourself. It's so vague. I don't know. I like I, I never knew what to say for that. Um, so if I had that, I would have been sick. I would have yeah. been set for my life. I mean, I always I always remember like thinking like first day of classes at school or whatever, and you're like, oh, I got all these fun facts, and then they ask you and you're just mind's empty. <laughs> empty. Exactly. I got nothing. And I, yeah. you know, I'm not that interesting. My life at, at yeah. age 14, not much has happened to me. We go to Maine every summer. That was the one I would yeah, always people would go, oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh incredible uh just whole thing. And then the jerseys, the, the, the sweaters, uh, where do you stand on that? I know you were, you've been very outspoken in your rankings. Where do you have the, yeah. the new alternates? So, I mean, I really like them overall. I know some people like would prefer just like, you know, go with a regular replica throwback or something. Um, I think the alternates are sick. Um, seeing them last night, like the Brown is so good. Um, so I've ranked those one, I think very close to is the aways. I think they just look sharp, clean. Um, and the gold seems like the weird gold that they're using, the Vegas gold, I guess, like seems to really pop more on those. Mm -hmm. And then the, the the homes are, they're fine. They're, I've, I've grown on them for sure since the uh, 
centennial takeoff fashion show at Logan. Um, <laughs> but I, I still like, don't think the, they, they seem a little dull with that gold. Yeah. I, you know, when I first saw the fashion show and I saw the pictures online of the sweaters, I thought the home regular, the black ones would be kind of, I thought, I thought from then the alternates were number one. And they proved it. I think they look yeah. sharp as hell on the ice. Yep. Um, if it was up to me, you'd wear those like every game if you could possibly do it. Those look yep. so good. Um, I initially thought the aways were going to be third. And I now, after seeing them on the ice for the first time in Buffalo in the preseason, aways are two. I, the away yeah. ones are so clean. Um, I have no nothing against the home black yeah, ones, yeah, but yeah. they're fine. I just think the other two are so elite. Um, and good for them. I mean, they nailed those. It would have been really terrible if they just completely dropped the ball on hundred year jerseys. Yeah. So, um, definitely good to see. So, yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, you know, we'll see, we're recording this Thursday afternoon. We'll see what the, um, the hundred year kind of team will be again. That's going to be after this. So, uh, we'll kind of get to that at a later date. But um, overall, uh, let's jump to what happened in the game because uh, I think there's a lot to take from uh, Thursday's game uh, it, or Wednesday's game. It's tough to evaluate this because the Blackhawks are brutal outside yeah. of Connor Bedard. I mean, Ryan, you know, love, love Dexter, love Harvard, love the Donato family. Ryan Donato, hometown guy, New England Hockey Journal, just love him. But, you know, Top, you know, top line forward right now. I don't know. Probably not. And then Taylor Hall obviously got injured. Uh, I didn't either. Like couldn't find it anywhere. I so I found it on Twitter. Um, It it was borderline by Carlo. Hall didn't see him coming. I think I think Carlo anticipated to get the puck and he really didn't kind of came from the blind side a bit. Um, But that Blackhawks roster is rough. And that's why like. Overall, we can start with Bedard real quick. I know Bruins fans are not probably enthralled to hear about this, but we can get this out of the way now. We can get this out of the way now. Um, What did you think of Bedard? I thought he was good. I actually thought he was better on Tuesday night, which is understandable. Like, you know, he's playing a back-to-back in his first two games in the NHL. (laughs) And against, like, obviously Pittsburgh isn't what they once were, and, like, the Bruins aren't either. But it's, like, two heavy and good teams, at least. Um, But, you know, I – He's he's an exciting player, man. Every time he touches the puck, you're like, all right, what's he going to do? There was one, like, I think it was Brandon Carlos tripped over the blue line and yes. started streaking down him. You're like, oh, my God, what is going to happen here? Um, he forced Allmark to make some good saves. Like, I really, I kind of appreciate that he's still doing what he did, like, kind of in junior, just, like, shooting the puck from literally anywhere, like, no bad shots. Um, and I was glad to, um, A, witness his first goal – and B, I had a little skin on it just because, like, you know, everybody scores their first goal against the Bruins. Like, yes. the new Crosby, why not Bedard? Um, and so that was, like, that was cool. But um, he's, he's going to need to, you know, bulk up, you know, eat a sandwich, lift some weights. Um, there there were some times he got a little manhandled, but, you know, that, that'll come. He's only 18. Yeah, I, I think he's terrific. Um I think to me what stands out, like everyone's going to compare McDavid and Bedard. Um, I think they're different. Yeah. McDavid's speed is just ridiculous. I don't think Bedard has that level of speed. Obviously, he's a fast player. I just think his shiftiness in the hockey sense, just Mm -hmm. so smart. Um, Didn't, from what I saw on Wednesday, didn't really ever put himself 
in a position, you know, I think he would recognize if defensemen were closing in on him and he had no options and he made a smart play most of the time to get out of that. Whereas I think other younger skilled players would just try to go through it. Yeah. You're right, Joe. That there was one on the uh one of the Blackhawks like first period power plays. He tried to go between McAvoy and Grizzlick and they just sandwiched him. Yeah. I mean it's it, like stuff like that. Um obviously, you know, I think he will eventually learn, hopefully yeah. to not do that. Um but the release, that shot is ridiculous. It is. Um just his way of putting it around defenders. Uh, ESPN showed it uh on Tuesday night against the Penguins. I don't know how well TNT I would imagine they showed it well. Um, on Wednesday, but yeah, kids, the real deal, two points in two games. That's not bad. And that's the other thing. I think he hits 80. I think he hits somewhere yeah. around 80 points because who else is getting the points on that team? And yeah. I, just I think he's got a lot. First power play unit, first line, like he's the guy. Yeah. I think points could go maybe either way on over under 80, but I, I do see him getting like, you know, 35 goals. I don't, yeah. I don't think that'll be hard for him with that shot. Um, what do you think of the coverage? Oh, God. Um, it's been a lot. Uh, you know, I think, like, Martian, you can tell, is already super sick of it. And I think, yeah. like, to me, like, Martian obviously made some headlines with what he really didn't say. And I get it. Like, Martian is the anti-Bedard. You know, yeah. wasn't, didn't come up hyped. Uh, you know, looked over by scouts, had to make his own way. All those things. Bedard is the opposite. And it's not Bedard's fault, by the way. I mean, he's been a phenom since he was like 11. So, mm. um, you know, it's not his fault. But I just think it's everything Marchand hates, you know, coming yeah. in, just already anointed the chosen one. Um, I, you know, I get why ESPN and TNT and every outlet is doing what they're doing with Bedard. I mean, look, we're talking about Bedard right now, um, but really because of them. Um and, you know, you yeah. saw the opening to the Tuesday game with like the galaxy and like, you know, the next one, it's it's Bedard. Um, I, I like with a lot of these networks, I would be careful. He's not big. You mentioned it. He's not a big guy. And again, I'm not saying, you know, in the league now you can be a smaller player and be effective. But, you know, he's not he doesn't have the the physical traits of a generational superstar. And, you know, I, I wish him the best. I hope he kicks ass. He's a fun thing to watch, fun player to watch. But it seems, though, like he has a good head on his shoulders to handle all this. Because yeah. I think a lot of guys would crumble with this. Because, like, the, the, the con- do you see the conversation they had him do with Crosby? I remember they were, seeing, you know, like, them posting pictures of the two of them sitting down at the media tour. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, come on. I mean, I feel I almost feel bad for Crosby because it's like, you know – I get it. It's part of your duties. You got to, you know, do the media obligations, yeah. but my goodness, um, to do all that. But, uh, yeah, that's Bedard. That's our Bedard second on, uh, on Connor Bedard. We probably won't be talking much about him later the rest of the year. Um, but, uh, switching the things on the ice for the Bruins, uh, the Bruins had their own Connor Bedard on the ice. Hmm. Own Connor Bedard on the ice with Matt Patra making his NHL debut, uh, and gets an assist. Gets yep. it out of the way right away. Assists on the first goal of the season. And really was one of their better players, I thought, uh, on Wednesday night. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, even if we look at the numbers, like they dominated possession with him on the ice. Even like, you know, every line against the Blackhawks was going to dominate possession. Yeah, but, <laughs> that was the one thing. Um, like it, going to the third period, his expected goals ratio was like over 90%, which is just insane. Uh, <laughs> it, it obviously came down under 70. It came down to earth. 
But I thought he looked he looked apart. It was kind of the same deal as the preseason. You know, he had his moments where, you know, there's some stuff that's going to need to be cleaned up. He, like in the second, might have been the third period, he tried to do a drop pass to nobody, um, which is just maybe, you know, getting a little sped up. You're, it's your first game. It's going to happen. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought he was handling the physicality well, the bigger competition. I thought he made a lot of really smart and crafty passes. I mean, the play that he did to set up Frederick's goal, it's like that's become kind of his bread and butter um, where he kind of pulls up at the hash marks, curls, and he's so patient and poised where he's scanning, finds Carlo across the zone, and they get a goal out of it. So um, definitely, I think, really something to build on here. And I I, I don't want to overreact to one game. I know you and Connor had your predictions about him sticking for all 82. And I don't know. So far, it's it's one game, but after the preseason, one game. Like, I could, I could totally see it. I think he does. I just, you know, the way they speak about him, uh, Montgomery had high praise for him on on Wednesday night and just the smarts. I think that's the biggest thing with a lot of these younger players is like, are you smart enough to handle the NHL and the fast paced uh, nature of it? And he has it. He does. He has it. He's got the smarts. He's got good skill. You know, is he the fastest guy on the ice? No. Is he the biggest? No. But he fits. He fits. And to go in in the third line, and again, it's against the Blackhawks. We'll see what he's like over the next eight games. And again, there's a lot of hockey left in those eight games to sort of prove. But just the way he plays, I have a tough time thinking they're sending him back. Um, That'd be the biggest tease if they were like, ah, we're sending him back. You know, he's got he's got, you know, six points in nine games. He can go back to Guelph. Um, I, I just... There's something there, and it's a godsend to this organization, by the way, who for a long time has not had a center prospect who looks poised to jump into the top six, um, which is what I want to hit on right now. But before we do, our good friends at FanDuel, our good partners, a word from them. Uh, Patra, um, great game Wednesday night, gets the assist, uh, all those things, and I'm going to jump even a little more than the nine games because I, I think he stays past that. Um, I'd love to see him with Marshan and DeBrusque. Yeah. And, I, you know, to me, like, I think the Bruins are at their best with Coyle as the third line center. And you look at, again, it's only been one game, but I just think Patra fits that top six a little more than Coyle. And I know that, you know, they sort of promised Coyle a top six center spot as much as they can promise um but what do you think yeah i mean so the, the way they've talked about it, they seem to really like frederick patra and kiki which you know i get they've looked good in a couple of games and in practice and stuff but i might like i would still probably surround patra with you know the better wingers just put him in a better position to succeed um and i feel like you know if, if he can work in the top six, you know, we talk about how for years, you know, Bergeron and Krejci doing their thing. It like just settled everyone into their proper roles. And that would be Charlie Coyle at 3C. And that line with like a, a line of like Frederick Coyle geeky would just be a possession monster for checking monster. I do worry about maybe being a little redundant. All three of them are kind of the same player um, yeah. to, to varying degrees. Um but, I mean, I think it's 
it's worth seeing how he can do in that like Patra and sort of like, you know, maybe a bit of more of a checking role. And, but I do before this night, these nine games are up. I do think he'll get a look in the top six. You got to see what you have. Um, and he, he's looked good with Marshawn in the preseason and, you know, DeBrusque was kind of just okay last night. I thought he had a good third period, um, but didn't get the look with Patra. I think it was Patra and Kiki with Marshawn, which was fine. Um, but I, I, I think we will see Patra in the top six. And plus, like, you know, you mentioned the rest of these eight games. Like, not only is it a great schedule for the Bruins to start and kind of get their sea legs, <laughs> but it's also a great schedule for the kid, too, because it's a cupcake schedule to start. Oh, my God, I know. The Sharks, the du- they could. I was looking at their first game, like, and they don't, like, their first test is, like, the Kings and then five more games and then, like, the Leafs. Like, they could feasibly start, like, 6-1-1. One, and one. And just have everybody being like, Stanley Cup, throw the parade. <laughs> like, what was the record again? Like, let's break it again. Yeah, the FanDuel odds for the Bruins and yeah. the uh, and the Cup are going to skyrocket in these first yeah. eight games. I agree. You get that West Coast trip. I yeah. mean, the, most of the only good team on that uh, trip is the Kings, Yeah, um, as you said. Uh, I agree with you, though. I, I think it, you know, you have to sort of figure out your bottom six if you move you know coil makes sense more in that three c spot would they then take geeky and put him as the fourth line center i know they've kind of thought of that before i like the idea of giving beecher this shot at 4c yeah. let him just cook down there um and i thought he was we'll get to the fourth line in a bit but i thought he was really solid on wednesday uh but again you know i just Patra has that top six upside. I want to see it. He's showing flashes of it. Um, and I just think he would fit better offensively with a Martian and a DeBrusque. Coyle's a puck possession guy. I think yeah. Patra's more of he dishes it out well. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one thing I will say, though, is, and I think this might be a reason, and we won't see a lot of it because these teams are not good in the first nine games, is, you know, do they want to use Coyle as that shutdown line with Martian and DeBrusque? Um I tend to think I'd rather that be on the third line if you can make it work because one thing we're going to see a lot of this year is this is not the same high-flying scoring team that they were last year. You don't have as many uh, pieces there scoring you goals and points. Um, You saw it last night. I mean, I think if last year's Bruins team faces this Blackhawks team, it's like six to one around there there's a game they lost in chicago late in the season. oh that's true they did they did lose a game late in the season to chicago that was classic um i guess it was a sign of things to come yeah uh but I, I to me like i just think they they kind of need that scoring and if patra's yep. gonna unlock debrusque and martian scoring more than coil i would rather coil be on that third line still though there's part of it's like give coil more of a chance in the top six let him see what he can do against these teams and again i guess if you do like i i agree with you potra's going to be up in that top six at least for parts of games you saw it all wednesday night they were mixing and matching lines um but if Coyle can kind of settle in with martian and debrusque against these lower tier teams and potra's still producing on the third line and he can prove he can play with geeky and frederick Maybe that tells you more, but I would rather Patra be on that second line. I think it makes more sense. Yeah, and you know, part of that too, like that would help him get a look in the top six, like a, a extended look in the top six. Would be, you know, last night. I don't want to. I don't think. I think disjointed is too harsh of a word for the top six. But you know, they're still building chemistry. Like, you know, Coil, 
Marshawn Cole DeBrusque had a very small sample last year, and they were pretty good in that very small sample, but they're still feeling each other out, and they hardly played together, all three of them, in the in the preseason. And, you know, JVR, Zaka, Pashnak had their moments, I think, like especially kind of on the power play when, when the power play actually had some chances. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like at, at one point, you know, Montgomery talked about last night, you know, he's going to be more inclined to give them more leash um, to build chemistry. But at some point or another, if it's still choppy and it's still not working, I think you got to see what point uh, Potters has there. Um, and part of it too, like, I think if you go, if you move coil to three C I'd probably, I know like, like what, what we, what you talked about, you know, I'd rather see Beecher get that run at four C cause I think that skill set is perfect for that role right now, the speed, the heaviness, I think him, Lauko and Lucic have complimented each other really well so far. And plus like geeky, um, I know Fluto's written about it a bunch, you know, geeky and Shattenkirk are, you know, it's a drastic system change for them coming from man to man to the zone sort of hybrid thing. So I think defensively getting him up to speed, it'll probably be a lot easier as a winger catching yourself up. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I, I just, I, to me, again, it, it hits at what you said there. Like, just, you know, they have to figure out the pieces in the bottom six. Yeah. And, and you know, up front, I mean, just, you know, like, and interesting with James Van Riemsdyk is, is at some point, is he going to be bumped out of that top six? Is there going to be a point where they say, you know what, Zaka and Pashnak are cooking, but there's got to be a better winger on that left side. I don't know who that is yet. I don't. You know, do you move, if, if you know, Ben Reeves, I thought was noticeable at times. Uh, you know, I thought he Wednesday. started well, but tapered off. I agree with you. I think that line had some really good ozone shifts in the first period. I didn't notice them much the rest of the game. Um, and so again, is DeBrusque a better fit there? And then you know you kind of finagle the second line with Marshan and Patra if that's who it is, and you know you put Coil on the right side. I mean, there's I, there's options there. Um, but again, I, I you know I'm, I'm curious to see what they what they end up doing. I mean, uh, it's, Van Riemsdyk. I know, I know. We've talked about you know Zaka is a center and he's you know a great number two in a perfect world, but I mean, so I don't I don't want to get too far gone here with comparisons, but you know. Oh no, let's do it. Let's get far uh, gone with comparisons. So I mean, Mar- Marshawn compared Potter to Marner. I'd probably lean more towards like a, a type of cerebral play- playmaker, like you know David Krejci or Matt Barzell. Um, just like the the way he processes the game. Yes. Not Don't saying, say Bergeron though. You'll get I'm people not, jumping down no, your throat. Not <laughs> saying he's the next David Krejci or the next Patrice Bergeron, but the the style he plays, you know, Zaka Krejci Pasternak was really great last year. Maybe you go a little outside the box and you go Zaka Patra Pasternak. It, <sighs> That'd be good. If, you, if you're desperate, could be worth a shot. Like, I, I don't even we're, think we're a long be... ways from moving Zaka to the wing right now. If, if that ever happens at, at any point this year, but I wouldn't hate that. I think that would be a pretty creative line. I don't think you're, I don't think you're, I don't think you need to be desperate to do that. I like, cause I like that line. I think the problem is the organization views Zaka as, yes. you know, your next, at least number two center. And I, and I think he can be too. Agreed. I agree. And I think, you know, you could even say like, if Patra gets to the point where, you know, he gets past the nine games. He's a steady producer. At the end of a game, if you need a goal, maybe yep. those are the three you throw out there. Um, you know, it's hard not to put Marshan out there or something like that, but maybe you try that. I would love to see that 
tried. Because to me, like, I look at their top six and say nothing should be set in stone yet. I know Montgomery mentioned on Wednesday night, you know, he kind of wants guys to sort of develop chemistry with each other. But I am all for trying things out. You know, yeah. let it be a little bit of a playground uh, to start the season, at least. You know, you want to try Potra up there. You want to try Zaka on the wing. You want to try DeBrusque with different guys. They had Lucic up there on Wednesday night. It's and like they freaking got a goal. Yeah, exactly. They got a goal out of it. So um, that's what I want to hit on next, the fourth line, because uh, I thought that was their best line. Yeah. Um, they Best numbers, uh, almost scored to open the game. I thought, you know, all, everyone focused on Lucic, uh, the assist and his play and, and Beecher with the fight. I thought Lauko was outstanding. Yeah. Um, the whole game, I thought he was great. Um, feels like you have something with that fourth line. Yeah, I've, I've really liked it even since I think it was game one of the preseason they rolled that out. Um, you know, I, I thought it was co- like very apparent early on that Johnny Beecher was going to outplay Patrick Brown for the four C spot. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, Brown's a veteran signed a two year deal, but I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll be up here at some point for injuries or something. Um, he's already, he's actually already here. Cause you know, Dan Heinen's still in no man's land. <laughs> I saw Sarah Sivian say that, uh, Danton Heinen's in like a situation yeah. with the Bruins <laughs> thing is great. Um, but no, like what what I've said, like I think they, I think Lucic has done a decent enough job keeping up with the two burners. I think all three of them play a super heavy game, and it's, it. I mean, they they just could end up being that line that's an absolute nightmare for opposing defensemen to, you know, you're going back to retrieve a puck. Oh my God, here comes Johnny Beecher flying in, or you know, something. Milan Lucic is like <laughs> already up again. Like that's just that that would be just a load to handle. And I thought they were effective from, you know, the start last night, you know, Lucic like first shift almost connected with Lauko on the doorstep. They almost did it again later in the game. Lauko just missed the open net. Um, Cause he was tied up, but I mean, their I thought their usage was perfect too. Just roll them out in the offensive zone. Just let them go nuts on the four check in the corners and it opened up space. They got their chances. And I thought, I thought they were really effective. Yeah, I mean, it really, like, they sort of played it like the Panthers did yeah. in the postseason. Like, just kind of let them forecheck like crazy. Um, I loved the glimpses of Lucic. Like, when you watch Lucic with the puck, there were a couple times that it was like, oh, geez. You know, there was one time we looked at each other when he was trying to bring it out of his own zone yeah, after a long like, time being hemmed in. Like, like, 40 square feet around him. And <laughs> like, no, he's not getting the puck out. Like, no, like, dude, flip it off the Jumbotron or something. Um but, you know, when he has the puck in the Ozone, there are lots of – there are glimpses of that former top six forward who can maneuver around defensemen, find passing lanes. Um, you know, you saw it on that two-on-one, but there were some others in the Ozone on, you know, sustained zone time where he made some really smart passes. And I think yeah. that's why you see him get some looks in the top six. I don't think he sticks there just because of the speed, just because of, you know, the the wear and tear. Um but, you know, overall, like, it, there's some offensive upside there. I don't, you know, if you can get 25 points out of him this year, something around that. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Like, that's good. So. Yeah. No, I was, was happy with that. He was better than I expected last night, especially, you know, like pace-wise. He's obviously not going to be breaking any land speed records. But, like, I, all you're asking him to do with Beecher and Lauko, especially um, those straight line burners is – just keep up. And I thought he was able to do that. Yeah, that's it. And be, be responsible in your own zone. And I think yeah. that'll, you know, and we'll see again. I'm, I'm curious. We won't see a lot of it in the first 
bunch of games. You know, I want to see this team play against uh, a really good team. I think we'll see that against the Kings. Um, and we'll see that, you know, as the schedule rolls on and you get your Toronto's, your Tampa's, your Carolina's. Um, but early, you know, early look, I know it's just Chicago. So it did feel like a little bit of a preseason game still. Um, but at least, you know, it's something to go off of. Um, I have, we have not gotten your predictions for the season. Uh, where do you have them finishing Bruins wise or for the Bruins? Where do you have them finishing in the standings and where do you see them going in the playoffs? If they even make it in your prediction. Okay. So I think it's really funny that Boston is like the only market that thinks they're going to really stink. Um, (laughs) I know. I think it's the shock value of just all the players they lost in the retirement and the first round exit. But like, you know, fan base so low going on this team, or at least, you know, the vocal majority, vocal, whatever of it. Um, Because you see all the national models and predictions and they're like, ah, second in the Atlantic, third in the Atlantic. It really helps that like Tampa doesn't have Vasilevsky, Florida's, Florida's like the Bruins last year. They don't have anybody for the first three months of the season. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think second or third in the Atlantic is very comfortable for them. I'd probably say third because I think Tampa will still kind of figure it out even without Vasilevsky. Um, where that translates into the overall standings of the league, is that is that top 10, is that top 12 maybe? Um, but I, I do see them getting in the playoffs um, at worst as a wildcard team. I still think, you know, third in the Atlantic is really comfortable. And I, I think this is a heavy enough roster where if they find themselves against a team like the Panthers last year where they could handle it, I think the bottom six is built better to handle it. Um, obviously comes down to health on the back end for, you know, a guy like Lindholm who really struggled when he was hurt last year in the playoffs. But I, I see them – I mean – it's, I don't want it to be a cop-out, but I, I, th- I think they'll win around in, at the very least. Uh, I know yeah. I know that's not super spicy, but that's, that's kind of what I've just kind of been beating the drum on. You know, third in the Atlantic, win a playoff round. Yeah, I am almost the same. I have third in the Atlantic. I don't see them winning around. Um, yeah, I, but- I'd love to see the matchup, obviously, but one game in. So the thing is, and I, I said this last time, but, I, you know, they, they're heavy. And they're yeah. coming off that devastating loss last year. So it wouldn't shock me if they won a round or went the distance. Like, it would not shock me. This is one of those teams that it wouldn't shock me. Nothing would really shock me with this team, right? Yes. Like, if they don't win a round, wouldn't shock me. That's what that's what I'm, like, predicting. I think that's the most likely. If they win a round or go deep, wouldn't shock me. And if they didn't make the playoffs, also wouldn't shock me because yeah. I, I think there's still – you know, the Atlantic isn't as strong as it has been in past years, but I think that's partially because it's not as certain as it has been in past years. In past years, yeah. it's been Leafs, Bruins, Lightning, maybe the Panthers. But those top three are pretty much set from night one. You don't have that this year. It's not as strong of a division, but Buffalo's knocking on the door. Can Ottawa piece it together? Yeah. Um, you know, Florida, can they overcome those injuries and get back there? Tampa. So, like, you have more teams kind of in the mix. Um, so that's why I wouldn't, nothing would shock me, but I am third in the Atlantic, uh, lose in the first round, but yeah, I think so. a lot of it all hinges on what sort of step Buffalo takes Ottawa. I mean, Detroit did all these things, but they're still pretty far away. Yeah. Detroit's I'm not super high on Detroit. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would shock me would be if everything blew up and they were getting their top 10 pick back. 
Yes. <laughs> but I, I could like if they missed the playoffs, I would see it kind of like 2015 or 2016 where they're right there um, till the end, which would be which would be pretty annoying. But yeah, I agree we, with you, though. I agree with you on that. Like, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think I think they'll be OK. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if it was if they miss the playoffs, it will not be because of, you know, like my nightmare scenario is, you know, you're at the deadline, you're. 10 points out of the playoffs. It's like, all right, who are we trading away? Omar's yes, gone. Omar DeBrusque, <laughs> DeBrusque, Omar, Chris, like it's an easy three, get a couple first round picks out of it. I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. um, but again, good first night. I know it's just Chicago, but that's who they played. They took care of business. Uh, and that was that. So Pat, always a pleasure. We'll have to have you on again. Yeah. Uh, and that's been Bruins beat presented by our good friends over at FanDuel. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Bruins beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week.